The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em for a chance to win $3,000 and a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign up link in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN for your first purchase on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Everybody. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins, joined with our host. We got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm burning up here. It's in the 90s here in, in Philadelphia. It was in the 80s, like at midnight last night. I think it's like 27 Celsius for you guys up there. So we're in a heat wave here. Uh, good weekend, though. Good, uh, good times, beverages, and enjoying times there. As I said, Last show, and yeah, just uh, those long weekends tend to throw you off a little bit, so I'm uh, ready to get cracking here. Nice, nice one there with the cracking uh, pun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a great weekend, of course. It was uh, week one of college football. I made like fucking uh, 45 bets and came out 0.25 unit ahead. So <laughs> you love when you're sweating all these bets and it amounts to basically nothing um but uh yeah if you're not if you're not losing you're winning as they say so that was great um what else happened yeah i was up and down in terms of my teams though like uh, lazio five to one dogs they beat napoli in napoli after losing their first two games so that was brilliant but then fucking sunday night lsu florida state uh not 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 good that second half just uh totally died first half for the better team absolutely but then i don't know what the fuck happened the uh, uh the Seminoles made their adjustments, and LSU could not match it in terms of competitiveness and their own counter-adjustments. So that was a bad way to end the weekend, but uh, at the end of the day, it all ended up uh, 0.25 unit ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, Joel, you fucking hit the hammer on the head, man. You know, uh, the first week of college football has been absolutely fucking exhilarating. Uh, I started tracking all my bets this year for the first time in college football right history for myself, yes. right? So. I got a little sheet going on in my phone and my notes. I've had 30 bets. I've gone 17, 12, and 1. I uh, haven't really checked from a unit's point of view. I'm doing $75 units. So we're doing okay, though. We're up. We're laughing. Uh, Duke. Duke came up big for uh, the kid. <sighs> fucking right they did. What a fucking game with that. I didn't sprinkle on the money line, but I think I had them. What did I have them? Plus 13 and a half. And obviously the under in that game as well. So that was a pretty good game. Um, some of these... Uh, some of these schools, man, like they haven't they haven't been necessarily coming hard off the gate. Obviously, we know what happened with like TCU. Uh, Ohio didn't really cover. Wisconsin didn't cover. Fucking Georgia, 50-point fucking favorites. Yeah, they definitely didn't get the cover done. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It was it, it's been a, it's been a hell of an awesome week of college football. Jolie, what's one big thing you've taken from college football so far? Sure, I was going to say this for the uh, lots of sports going on segment. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
we'll, we'll put it in here. Um, one thing is that, uh, you know, I, the Deion Sanders thing is, is kind of annoying. It just, you know, he makes everything but himself, whatever, blah, 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 Colorado, <laughs> whatever. Uh, maybe a little bit sour about my win total. It's not going to win probably under four and a half minus 250 because uh, they're apparently a much better team than I expected. But that's the point I was going to make is that Colorado was the number one team in the country in terms of transfer portal acquisitions, right? Like by far. And uh, they were supposed to be bad because of that. People projected them to be bad because uh, they're bringing all these new pieces. You know, there, there's lack of con- continuity and all that. And uh, they weren't even the biggest dog to win on Saturday. It was fucking the Texas State Bobcats beating <laughs> the Baylor Bears as 28 and a half point dogs. Uh, that was a lot better result for me. And Texas State, I think, was a second or third most in terms of the transfer portal acquisition. So that the lesson here is that, you know, there's a lot of unknowns when you get all these new players in. And uh, over the past few years, the, the market has downgraded teams for doing that. But it seems like um, we need to rethink that because these teams are actually doing well. Like USC last year had tons of portal acquisitions and they continue to beat the the number, achieve above expectations. So, yeah, going forward, we're, we're definitely going to be a little bit more cautious when it comes to people saying that, oh, yeah, this team brought on these no transfers. You're not going to have the continuity and all that so that's the lesson i've taken i've taken from um this weekend also uh too much too much uh, market love for the unders given the mm-hmm. you know the new time clock rules right uh, a lot of a lot of under bets that did not win especially on saturday uh unders were doing well before that but saturday not so much um but yeah that, that that's the major two takeaways i've uh, understood from this weekend Nice, man. For myself, I, I, I throw a little bit out here. Every Okay, so like when it comes to college football, like this is just how I feel as a Canadian watching college football. Like Everybody says, oh, who's your team? Who's your team? You As a Canadian, like you shouldn't really have a team. It's okay if you do. I got buddies that like they're all obsessed with like, you know, Florida Gators, someone else, you and all this shit. And it's like, yeah, that's okay. I appreciate you having a team. But for myself, my team's whoever's making me the most goddamn money, okay? A couple years ago, it was BYU with Zach Wilson. The guy just covered every fucking spread and hit every goddamn over imaginable. Last year, you know, I, I had a little bit of success, obviously, with TCU. But, you know, Utah gave me a lot of good good vibes last year they were winning a lot of best for me this year if i'm projecting just week one right but just based off what i saw a couple teams that i liked obviously i i liked what i saw out of duke you know that's that's to be fair you know primetime game fucking monday night only only game going on so i liked what i saw there but tulane baby tulane with michael pratt at quarterback that kid was just tossing fucking bomb so i like what i saw about that those might be my teams riding into the season just because you know i'm looking for fucking spreads man so yeah you know, i got I'm calling on bullshit. Who who is your fucking uh, XFL team or N whatever the hell is? Oh, my the, USFL team? New the Orleans Breakers. Breakers? I'm yeah, not talking. So. I'm not talking. Tulane, college. you know where they're located? What? Fucking New Orleans. I know, I know, but I'm just saying I liked what I saw, man. I'm telling you that Michael Pratt kid might be in the conversation for the Heisman. He's not gonna win it. I guarantee you he won't win it. But I'm just saying, you know, he might he might get an invitation to the old ball there at the end of the year. So that's, He's that's a all good QB. But I, I'm going against you this weekend. I got Ole Miss minus five and a half, and uh, I think I bet him twice minus five and a half, <laughs> minus four and a half. I don't remember, but uh, anything under a touchdown is is a fine for Ole Miss. SEC going to go into uh, New Orleans there and dominate that uh, that, uh, <laughs> that the Green Wave. You know, I actually went to a game in Tulane. So if, did you actually? There, your team? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was against UCF. Tulane got the backdoor cover. I think uh, they were down by like 20, and then they lost by 13 or something like that. But, yeah, hell of a fun game. 
fuck yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. But I don't know. Anyways, it, it's so awesome. You're so fucking soaked up college football back. Ryan, you watch any college football on the weekend or what? No, not really. No. Not really. Uh, I mean, NFL. I'm getting into now. Getting into with with with, with the birds, but uh, the college football, I, I just can't do it. That's fair, man. That's fair. You know, it's a lot to take. What is there? Fucking 131 D1 teams or some shit like that. It's a lot to take in for sure. Um, all right. This isn't a college fucking football show. This is a goddamn hockey show. So let's keep on rolling here. Uh, everybody go check out the SGPN website. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, what do we got? You know, we got we just went into college football. So we're not going to talk about that. We have the NFL starting fucking tomorrow. You know, I've been pumping out fantasy drafts here. It's been an absolute blast past couple of days. So I'm so stoked for that to kick off uh, with uh, Chiefs and Lions on Thursday night. Uh, what else do we got going on here? We got fucking NBAs right around the corner, too. I'm sure there's stuff going on in the basketball world. We got hockey. Holy fuck, boys. Preseason's going to be here in, like, what? Like, two, three, like, three weeks, maybe? Fucking three, four weeks, I guess, in October. That's going to be fucking sweet. Can't wait for that. That's, we're we're, we're going to dive right into it. Obviously, we're doing our uh, our, seat, or our team previews. So we're going to keep that rolling later on. Uh, what else? We got fucking NASCAR. We got F1. We got fucking MMA. No more golf. A little bit of golf. There's a... Jolie, did you see what happened at the ladies' PGA? Did we talk about this last show? The only uh, ladies' PGA I watch is the uh, the uh, the updates they give on on Sunday of what's going around in the world of golf. But uh, okay. no, I did not see it. Okay, that's fair. Well, uh, there's some fuck. I didn't even. I wasn't even really watching. I just saw it on Twitter and this chick fucking going into a playoff had her driver head broken when they went to drive the cart under the rope. And it's just she had to go at the par five for the playoff and fucking use a three wood off the tee. So that sucks. Could even I'd be pissed. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, baseball, Ryan, what's up with the world of baseball? What's going on? We're another uh, day closer to playoffs, baby. Another closer to playoffs. Phillies are hopefully closing out a, a win as we speak. Uh, tough, tough series for them, but yeah, we got baseball going on. Some some collapses. I think the the the, the Rangers have just been being killed by the Astros. But yeah, it's still still got a few weeks here for for things to change. Okay, I got to step in here. I was gambling the other day, so I just tossed on a game because I had my laptop open or something. I was on the Rangers. What the fuck is up with their logo? Isn't it just like a like a T with like... No, there was something weird, dude. It was all like cursive handwriting. I don't know if it was like a third jersey or something, but I couldn't even... And the other team, I don't even know who they were, but their jerseys were fucked up too. I couldn't even tell which team was which. What the oh, fuck is going on like, with the like jerseys? The, like the City Connect one was like was like a T and an X like together. Yeah, exactly. Like that was exactly print. what it was. Yeah, that, that's the, the City Connect jerseys. A lot of the teams are getting those, and some of them just are awful. So, yeah. Is is, is that a thing in the NFL? Like they, they just everybody's just or not the NFL, the MLB. Everybody's just got terrible jerseys now, or what? Well, yeah, it's kind of how NFL had color us for for a few years there. I guess MLBs having their own version of that. I don't know. I, I just another reason. To, uh, never mind. I'm not even going to go into it. Good, uh, good job, baseball. Keep doing your thing, yo. Playoffs. I'm sure you guys will all be great. Anyways, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. You can find all the information on the SGPN website. Be sure to go check it out. Uh, read the articles. Uh, everybody's pumping out some good shit. Ryan, you pumping out more articles? What, what's up? Anything new? Um, pumping out a Pacific Division preview sometime this week as we talk about the teams here. Um, had a had a home run prop on Tuesday. Had, had some fantasy baseball stuff coming out. So yeah, make sure you check out the website. Cool. All right, right on. Uh, as well, be sure to listen to all the other shows, man. We we talk about it every fucking time we record. Everybody does such 
kick-ass job and it's putting in a lot of effort man so go listen to the other shows go listen to college football show go listen to the nfl show check out baseball money is fake with ryan and blake these guys do an absolute kick-ass job you know soccer shows they got everything on this fucking network man so you know if you're i i doubt we have it but if you just listen to the hockey show do yourself a fucking favor and go listen to some other stuff man you know it's it's a great way to learn some stuff about sports so hell yeah uh and of course shout out to all of our friends and pals in the discord discord's always popping off baby great to see you every day we get closer to the season and every day we get a little more active in there man so once uh once preseason starts rolling around it's going to be absolutely popping off and they always say after labor day that's when shit starts going down as far as a preseason nhl point of view so you might hear some more extensions you might hear some more trades some more rumblings and rumors coming out man so we're gearing up for that and if any of that's going down you definitely want to be in the discord because you know what we're going to be fucking talking about it baby so hell yeah shout out to all our friends pals in discord if you're not in the discord you're not making money uh, if you want to get in there and you're not you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we'll be sure to point you in the right direction or reach out to the HTP Twitter account, or you can just bet fucking Tulane in the spread and tell Joel to go fuck himself, and you don't want to hear his fucking information anyway, so hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Ryan, did you make any bets in the uh, award markets in baseball this year? Um, I did have, have some. None of them are, are going to end up hitting, though. But did, right. did you uh, end up making any? I had one 100-to-one bet on... Um, uh, who's that relief pitcher? Oh, that, B- B- Batista. Yeah, he yeah, blew yeah. out his he blew out his arm, so he he's done for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah. sucked. He, it was looking good for a minute, but uh, not so much. But yeah, it's a it's a very interesting market to follow. The people I listen to, um, you know, I don't watch any baseball, but it's it's still fun following these award markets, especially so late in the year. It's still up in the air, like in, in hockey, like everything was fucking done by February. So yeah, uh, that's just something yeah. interesting. I missed out on a ten to one Mookie to Mookie bets. Uh, Winning the NL Cy Young, mm-hmm. or yeah, is it the AL? A- NL MVP, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was unfortunate. He's a he's a favorite now. So fucking kicking myself for not taking him up on that. But yeah, that that's a you know I always like to follow these awards markets and uh, yeah, it's the one only the only thing interesting about baseball, I guess. Yeah, Acuna was a huge favorite for a while. I think it was like minus. It was like a, as big of a favorite as Otani was, and I know yeah. uh, I know our good friend Munaf has uh, Justin Steele to win the uh, NL Cy Young. He has like a hundred to one, like a fifty to one ticket on that, oh, and he's, he's come out da- of nowhere. Too. He's down to plus two thirty, so hopefully he can uh, pull that out for him. Nice, man. And, Julie, uh, I, well, one side, one side. Before we get there, Julie, I forgot to mention uh, what's going on in tennis. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's exactly as I thought in terms of the men. Uh, all, of the, all the favorites won. Uh, the, the three chalky quarter winners came through. Uh, the only upset was uh, Ben Shelton, uh, the American, winning the third quarter. But he'll go against Djokovic, wherever he will get absolutely crushed. So we're we're set up here for a Djokovic-Alcaraz final. They both just need to win their semis to go through. Um, but Alcaraz has to play uh, Zverev yet in the in the quarter. We're recording that a couple hours before that match starts so i have a 51 ticket on the on the russian german but um i'm, I'm pretty sure alcaraz will take care of him so that will be uh, a lost ticket most likely um yeah and then woman uh i had some bets on uh, no american to reach the final but coco golf is is likely going to make it there she's going to be favored um against uh, uh mukhova i think um yeah mukhova and then uh yeah, so that'll lose. But I also have her twenty to one. So if she makes the final, hopefully she fucking wins it. And uh, but but uh, Arena Sabalenka on the women's side or the the other side of the bracket is also doing well. She will be 
Uh, honestly, I'd probably hedge with Sabalenka at this point because she's just been crushing everyone. She hasn't lost a single set in the whole tournament, whereas Coco Goff has lost three and uh, doesn't have the same kind of uh, upside as Sabalenka. So I'll be uh, monitoring that as it goes forward. It's going to be a hell of a last few days here. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day of September. Check the app to see what you get. Uh, no, they have the uh, up seven for, for Thursday night, so we're probably going to see if the Chiefs do anything there with uh, Travis Kelsey potentially playing or potentially being out. So download now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code SGP. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for deta- details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And make sure you check out Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Gotta love the uh, app there. Got the flash deals, last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. The images of the seat views and the lowest price guarantee. Event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and much more. Uh, so forget planning months in advance. Game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, now. Before we get going on here, I want to ask, boys, do we got any NFL futures? The fucking season kicks off tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. Do we got anything or what? <laughs> Gee, I think uh, I don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> let me let me count the units here. Uh, we got 96.5 in win totals. We have 14.35 in the make miss playoffs. Uh, Point is, I have a lot of fucking futures. Uh, I'm also <laughs> on your, I'm on your charges over nine and a half and the division. Yeah. Let's go. I bet that with Dom the other day. I got the same fucking bet at work, baby. Let's go. Uh, for myself, for anything maybe big or bigger worth noting, I guess I got charges to win the Super Bowl, fucking plus twenty five hundred. Uh, I got Herbert. I got Herbert to win the fucking MVP at ten to one. Uh, what else do I got? This is I I put like five hundred bucks down on this, but you know the odds are okay. Minus one fifty five. I got San Fran to win the NFC West. Uh, and then I got a little bit of a parlay here. I got San Fran to win the NFC West and Jacksonville to win the AFC South. I put them together. It was paying off plus 164. So that's uh, that's about all I'm rocking going into uh, into the season here. I nice. think I have a, a Chargers future, I, I bet, a few months ago. I'm trying to find it where, where it's at. But, all right. Uh, we're, we're, we're a fucking yeah. uh, go what? Duval podcast here. Let's go Jags. <laughs> Are you on them too? Oh, yeah, man. In, uh, in a lot of ways. 100%, bro, 100%. Uh, one, one more bet. One of the first bets I made was DeMar Hamlin, comeback player of the year. I got him mm-hmm. at 3-1. to one. He's like minus 500, minus 600 now. So I just, you know, he was like a, a martyr. 
at the end of the year, right? And he's going to the White House and everything, and now he's all he has to do is make a few tackles, and I think he's going to win the award because he came back from the fucking dead. Like, uh, <laughs> that's the comeback player of the year right there. I, I hate to be that guy, but what if he just shits the bed? And what if Calvin Ridley just goes off in Jacksonville? No. <laughs> Dude, I they're drafted gonna, such a – oh, what are you saying? They're going to vote with their hearts, not with the, the, the statistical – production or whatever uh you know what one interesting one is john mechie came back from fucking cancer but nobody's talking about that so True. if mechie has a huge year he could threaten i have a little taste of him on uh at 35 to 1 but yeah it's jamar hamlin he's gonna win it dude i drafted such an asshole team in fantasy the other day i picked up deshaun watson tyreek hill and calvin ridley and i changed my team name to crime time baby that's <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> hell yeah uh all right boys Nothing about all the other sports. Nothing against them. Obviously, college football kicks ass, NFL kicks ass, baseball kicks ass, tennis kicks ass. We all know that. Maybe one of those sports is a little lesser than the others, but that's okay. Um, but this is a fucking hockey show. We're going to talk some goddamn hockey. We are doing our team previews. Uh, what did we do last episode? I don't even remember who we did. They they sucked. What did we do? Anaheim sharks and, and Sharks. Yeah. yeah. Not the best, but for this episode, we're getting a little bit better here. We're working away <laughs> from the bottom to the top. First team we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. Moving things out to Canada here. And you know what? Who's a better person to talk about the Vancouver Canucks than somebody that lives in fucking Vancouver? So our boy, Mr. Joel Myers, has been awesome putting together these segments. Jolie, tossing it over to you, my man. What do we got going on with Vancouver? Yeah, always a controversial time here in Vancouver when it comes to the Canucks. Um, But yeah, none more so than a few months through the league or through the year when Ever uh, half of the half the city wanted Boudreaux fired. Half of them wanted to uh, deify him and uh, sanctify him, make him a Saint Saint Bruce. Uh, I was not a part of that half, uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, and made a nice little nickel on him to be the first coach fired. Thankfully, uh, that came through. Uh, I think he was the only coach fired in the season. So, yeah, it would have been a lot of uh, voided bets. I think if if uh, he didn't get fired. Anyway, yeah, the Canucks. The big thing early on was uh, conceding three goal leads, right? That that especially in in like the the first three four weeks, like they were they were they were winning these games in the second period, third period by like two three goals, and they 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 blew them all basically. And and um, yeah, that that speaks to bad coaching. If it happens a few times, whatever, it's just bad luck. But if it keeps happening, uh, there's a culture problem, right? Uh, they don't have any confidence to seal out a game, so. That was that was a definitely a, a a sign that he was done in Vancouver. Um, but when they got Talkit, uh, team improved. They moved up from 44.7 percent to 48.7 percent in expected goals four percentage. Uh, the defense in particular, they they moved up from 29 to 11th in the league in expected goals against. So he immediately solidified uh, the back end there. Um, but they still, over the course of the whole season, had the worst penalty kill in the league. Uh, I expect that'll change. Um, but two positives were uh, Kuzmenko turning out to be a quality player. He scored 39 goals in his first year in the NHL. And Elias Pettersson having a career year. Uh, he reassured Canucks fans that he is indeed a premium talent after two down seasons. And he's in line for uh, a big pay rise after this season. Um, but yeah, it's not a great season last year considering the quality in this roster. And the expectations going into the year. But uh, still plenty of encouragement to take from the second half when Taka took over. 
Yeah, I mean, Rick Tockett definitely made made a huge impact there. I remember for it was like for for weeks, if not months, you were just waiting for Boudreaux to get fired so you can cast your ticket. So luckily that that did happen, and it it sparked a turnaround a bit for for the for the Canucks. I mean, I can't imagine they would have been close to the playoffs if that happened earlier. But yeah, if they didn't, I remember just live betting against them whenever they would go up a few goals, and that was a a cash cow there. But so yeah, if they can definitely tighten it up there with Tockett having a full off season to get like his, his plan set, his, his guys all, all on the same page. I feel like we could see an improvement this year for the Canucks. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I kind of agree with everything. you said all the sentiment there. Um, obviously it'll be safe to see what talking does with a full season behind the bench for this team. Uh, our boy, Brucey out. Although some news coming out with the boy, Bruce Bucho, he just signed mm-hmm. to be an advisor to the Niagara ice dogs of the OHL. So there you go. If you're wondering what old fucking Bruce is up to now, you know. Uh, what else? Rest, you know, rest I, in peace, the Ice Dogs penalty kill. <laughs> he's an advisor. He's not a coach for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, um, what's, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, this team last year, um, I think Thatcher Demko missed a significant amount of time too. So I kind of uh, I kind of looking out for Demko this year, man. He's, he, the team that the Canucks are icing, especially with the Tocket system here, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see uh, how this guy kind of proves as a as a number one starter in this league. Obviously, we know he is number one goalie. He has the talent. He's he's put up good numbers in the league before. Last year, you, when you miss a significant amount of time, that fucks with your entire season, right? So from a goalie's point of view, I'm really excited to see uh, how he makes out. And then, like I said, and like you guys said too, I'm just excited to see what Talkit does with this team this year. Yeah, in terms of the offseason, the Canucks didn't do too much. Uh, biggest things were buying out Oliver Ekman Larson, which was... Uh, Kind of a surprise, considering, um, you know, the Canucks aren't supposed to be these contender contenders, but uh, that's what they did to free up some cast bait, which is desperately needed, considering, um, you know, how much they're still paying fucking Tyler Myers and the like. Uh, but uh, they definitely upgraded, adding uh, Philip Pronick. That was at the trade deadline. Gave up a little bit too much for him, but he is an elite defenseman. Um, and Carson Seuss and Ian Cole as well. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a decent off season for the Canucks. Uh, let's give them a C plus. Um, they also lost uh, Luke Shen, of course. That was at the trade deadline, and uh, there's another defenseman too that they lost. Um, yeah, I can't think of him now, but uh, yeah, Canucks were uh, yeah they addressed the defense most importantly. Uh, had a decent draft as well. Um, so yeah, let's give them a C plus here for the Canucks. Yeah, it didn't really do too much, but the additions. Ian Cole, Car- Carson Soucy, um, buying OAL, replacing them. Pia Suter, they, they bring him in? Uh, oh, I yeah. Or, uh, Pia Suter. That'll upgrade their uh, <laughs> the center depth for sure. Yeah, third line center there. Teddy Bluger on the fourth line here, according to the Daily yeah. Faceoff. So, and uh, Teddy Bluger, just a, a note on him, he is an elite penalty killer. So that is exactly uh, what the Canucks needed. Rick Tackett's going to lean on him heavy then. Yeah, so solid C- CB here for the Canucks. I mean, they have their guys. They got to take a step forward, and they got to. Holton leads. Yeah, I, you know, I agree, man. Obviously, you guys touched on what they did in the offseason, but for me, it's more so looking for like a couple guys to maybe emerge and break out a little bit. You know, like obviously, Kuzmenko is a star, you know, or I shouldn't say star, but a decent fucking player, 27 years old, so a little bit up there in age. But like, I'm excited to see what like maybe a Niels Hoglander can contribute this year. You know, kid's going to be 23 years old. He, he was touted to be a pretty fucking good player out of the draft a couple of years back, so hopefully he'll have a nice breakout year too. Uh, my boy Ilya Mikheyev, hopefully he can come back nice and healthy and fucking get something going for this team. So, 
more so a lot of the pieces that are already in place. I'm I'm looking forward to see if they can those guys can take a step forward because a lot of them and they they should be able to you know especially playing in a talking system. Uh, uh, let's see how it rides out for a lot of these guys, dude. So I'm excited for that for sure. There's an, one more Russian. I always fucking forget who he is. But Colton. But Colson, Facility Pop Colson, hell yeah, exactly. I was so high on this kid. I remember when I was watching KHL like, a couple of years back, like pretty fucking heavily. He was playing for CSKA, and I was like, this kid's just dynamite. And he went to Toledo, and I was like, oh my god, this kid's like a fucking stud. So I, I really hope that maybe he, if he is going to play this year, I don't know if he is or not. I'm not too tuned into the Vancouver market. But if he can come in and just fucking make a splash, that'd be sick too. The kid has some sick hands on him. He's a very inconsistent player. Like sometimes you'll see that old uh, Russian... KHL player, but uh, a lot of the time he, he's he's a bit the more lazier uh, Russian type of player. So uh, yeah, right now he's projected to play on the fourth line, but I expect that he will play uh, better this year. But uh, yeah, as for projecting forward, we have him at uh, 90, 90.8 points this season. Um, the hope is the team continues to build on the improvements made in the second half of last season. Tuckett, uh, his vision will take further shape, especially with these new... Um, Defensive pieces, Heronic, um, Heronic and Hughes, excellent first line pair on, on defense. While uh, uh, Susini and Cole are definitely improving on the likes of Ekman Larson and Luke Shen. Um, this is a big time positive regression team too. I mean, the Canucks were the worst penalty killing team by margin. Like I said, that won't happen again, especially under better coaching, better defenders, and hopefully better goaltending. Because uh, last year, all three Canuck goalies had a negative number in the goal saved. About expected stat with uh, Spencer Martin having the second worst in the league. And he had to play a lot of games because uh, Demko missed time with injury and wasn't great either when healthy. But I expect he'll have a better year now that he's healthy. Again, is more familiar with Tuckett's system, which will also protect him more than Boudreaux's did. That's for sure. So, yeah. And then the, the f- giving up multiple goals a game, like uh, I mean, the, the lead, uh, winning by two, three goals in the third period and losing the game outright, that's that's definitely going to regress positively for the Canucks. So, yeah, I, I definitely like a much better season for the Canucks, and uh, I, I think they got a shot, good shot to make the playoffs. And that uh, plus 140 or so, I, I like that number. I've got the <laughs> I've got like eight fucking Canucks features. That's, uh, I've gone over a few of the, them in the awards shows. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Pedersen, oh, another thing too is Pedersen, <laughs> he won't resign unless the Canucks have a good season. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's going to be another uh, spur for this horse to get going. Uh, this team is uh, under a lot of pressure to succeed this year. Um, yeah, and Kuzmenko is, is uh, on a short-term deal as well. So yeah, the Canucks are, you know, they're, I don't know if they should be all in considering they're not an elite team, but they are all in. So uh, why not? Uh, back them to to beat these uh, numbers given the, that they are depressed in the market yeah i i love the canucks coming into into the season here you met you touched on the uh the tocket effect uh when Taka took over they were 18 25 and 3 which is a 69 point pace afterwards they were 20 12 and 4 which is a 100 point pace so i like them to make the playoffs here you can get it plus 145 at our friends at DraftKings, which is much better than, than elsewhere. You can get them to miss the playoffs at, at minus like 130-something elsewhere. So you can get a ARB there if, if you're into that type of thing. Um, I don't mind them to get 100 points at plus 425. I mean, if the big thing is going to be Thatcher Demko, if he can stay healthy, if he can be you know a 9-15 save percentage goal like, like he was two years ago, I, I think he could definitely, with Pedersen taking a step forward, because Manko, all those guys, and uh, Rick Tockett for the Jack Adams. I'm seeing here at 20-1. to 1, 
not sure if you can find better anywhere else, but I think that's also a pretty good bet because I think if they make the playoffs, I think Tockett has a pretty good chance there at 20 to 1. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I. I look at this team, like, I'm just looking at the roster right now, and like, uh, Elias Pettersson, like, Julie, I'm glad you touched on him. I can't believe we went this far without even saying his fucking name. This guy had a breakout year last year, man. 80 points, but he had 39 goals, 63 assists, 102 points in 80 games played. Uh, yeah, that's pretty damn good numbers, man. That's something we've been waiting to see out of this kid pretty much for his entire career. We say his entire career. He's only been in the league for five years. But, you know, he just looks so much like a Sedin. Like, I swear to God, he's like an illegitimate child mm-hmm. of either Daniel or Henrik, right? It's fucking to a T. But, you know, if Christ, even if he just stays above a point-per-game play, you know, that, that's a solid sign for this guy. Um, so, yeah, if the Canucks are going to have success, obviously you'd hope that Pedersen would be one of the driving forces of that. Um, a guy that I'm always on the fence with, and, Joel, you got your finger in the market here in Vancouver a little bit more than us. Maybe you'd have a better insight. But, like, JT Miller, man. Uh, you hear the good with J- or the bad about JT Miller, like, in the media from a team point of view, and then you watch the guy play, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, he's, yeah, sure, he's a little bit of an asshole when it comes to how he treats his own teammates and shit on the ice, but that comes from wanting to fucking win and actually giving a shit. So I can kind of respect that a little bit, but, like, the guy's a player, man, you know, and I know he's 30 years old. They got him signed for another seven years at $8 million, so the contract isn't. You know, at this point where the salary cap is, yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a kick in the ass. I know there were some rumblings about trying to move him or even a potential buyout. Obviously, that would be fucking through the roof if they did that. But like, maybe they're better right now with him because, like Julie said, they're all in to win. Maybe they shouldn't be, but they are. And you know, we all know how the owners out there in Vancouver work. They fucking want to be contenders every goddamn year. So yeah, I'm I'm just curious about you know JT Miller as a whole. You know what the market thinks about him. Is he you know he's a top line guy, but should he be a top line guy you know yeah it's the jt miller contract that dictates why the canucks are all in Mm. because why are they spending all this money on him if they're gonna tank Uh, they can't do that they're gonna maximize his better years before that the contract becomes an anchor so yeah the canucks are in a rough place uh, long term but um that's why i'm buying in on him short term not buying him long term (laughs) stock but uh short term for sure while jt miller is still a hell of a player I mean, he's a similar player to a guy we used to know around here, Ryan Kessler. Uh, Same kind (laughs) of drive, (laughs) maybe a little less annoying to the other team, but uh, certainly one that will motivate his own teammates like like Kessler did. So, yeah, we are familiar with uh, Swedes and uh, and then assholes in Vancouver here. (laughs) Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Okay, quickly we'll run through. I think Ryan touched on some of these, but uh, points total for the Canucks, 88.5. That's, you know, if they're going to make the playoffs, you got to be shooting the over at that. Um, to make the playoffs themselves, plus 145. Uh, to miss the playoffs, minus 180. Division odds, 14-1 to 1 to win the division. And 60-1 to 1 for the Canucks to win the Cup here, boys. Anything, anything kind of jump out here, or uh, what do we think? Yeah, a little, I took a little piece of the Cup. Why not? A little piece of the division. Why not? Uh, this is a high upside team. Um, make the playoffs though is probably my favorite one plus 145 point total 88 and a half uh, one more thing too we didn't mention Bo Horvat all we lost him at the deadline um, uh, he had a career year though so uh, it, it's uh, I don't think that he's going to put up the same numbers with the Isles next year and and yeah I've, yeah the improvements on defense should outweigh the loss of Bo Horvat but the Canucks went into the last year with the point total of 90 and a half now they're 88 and a half and I think this is a better team overall with better coaching so I love the over eight and eight, 88 and a half and make playoffs. And of course, the Rick Tockett coach of the year. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think, I think uh, this, these, this is the type of team you want to get uh, 
bet on before the season for Stanley Cup on 60 to one, or if you can find better, like if they make the playoffs, which we think they're going to do, like those hot pods are going to go down significantly. And if Demko can have a great season, he can be one of these goalies that, that gets hot in, in the playoffs. Hell yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. No, I love that make the playoffs bet plus 145. Uh, like he even said, man, even fuck, once you get in the dance, anything can happen. We saw this, that team, uh, this team, I think about like two or three years ago during the COVID uh, year, they made it to the semifinals for fuck's sakes. And yes, some of that team has moved on, but you know, uh, like a 60 to one, you know, fuck with, a, with the potential to have a number one hot goalie and a great fucking coach, 100 point player potentially. Fuck yeah, star defenseman and Quinn Hughes. You know, I, I kind of like what I see there, man. So yeah, you know, I'm not a big future guy, but I might even sprinkle a little bit on that 60 to one. Why the fuck not, you know? Quinn Hughes, uh, Norris, 14 to one, Joel. Ooh. It's getting a little thin, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's an elite defender and he's going to get a lot of ice time uh, this year. So yeah, Quinn Hughes, he's, you know, I'm all in on the Hughes boys. So why not? Uh, even at 14 to one, uh, I'll, I'll, I would recommend a little bit of that. All right. Now I got to ask you, I got to ask before we keep it going here. Brock Besser, is he, he, he just is what he is at this point, you know? Uh, yeah, he's, he's got an elite shot, but that's about all he has at this point. Uh, a lot, a lot more hope for him a few years ago. It's, he's kind of tailed off, hasn't, uh, developed at all, but, um, yeah, he's getting paid too much now. Um, but, uh, he's, he's still a good goal scorer. Good, good guy to have on the power play at least. So yeah, we'll see if we try to move him. They try to move him rather. Um, uh, I think the Canucks are still a little bit over the cap. So there's, um, uh, a little bit more uh, work to be done in terms of the, the cap, and Besser might be a part of that. But I think the more likely uh, guy moving on is Tyler Myers. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll see how that, that tracks. But uh, Besser, for sure, he's still got a lead shot. Just put him on the uh, uh, above the hash marks and let him let him shoot, let him rip. Do you think is Myers this... is more likely to go, or are you just hopeful that he goes? <laughs> Both. Uh, yeah, it's, it's this uh, new GM team is still a bit of a wild card, I guess. But yeah, I'm definitely more hopeful that he goes than than Besser. I would, I would prefer Myers goes for sure, considering uh, uh, how much he's getting paid and how inconsistent he is and how fucking slow he is too. <laughs> okay, is this? I don't know if this is like fucking like I'm grasping at straws here man but maybe this is something we're gonna have to take into consideration going forward for some of these players you know at the current age that brock besser is is this a guy whose career might have gotten like absolutely fucked by covid like his rookie year he played 62 games he put up 29 goals 26 assists for 55 points in his fucking rookie season the next year in 69 games 26 fucking goals 30 assists then hit the covid year 2019 2020 only 57 games played obviously they halted during half play or whatever the fuck that was only put up 16 goals next year 56 fucking games played shortened season 23 goals last year 70 or 23 and 71 uh and then 18 and 74 like it kind of seems like he has such a fucking good trajectory and then just once the whole world stopped he just fell off his horse and hasn't necessarily been able to find the fucking success he had those first two years whether that's where vancouver was as a team i don't know but like uh, maybe that's something to keep an eye out for man like uh, we, we always talk about how it fucked all these prospects that weren't in the league for development but maybe some of these fucking players that could have been bonafide superstars maybe they took a big step back too i don't know maybe we're just overlooking shit here but it's interesting yeah, 
that's a good point, especially considering Besser's an American, right? And living uh-huh. in Canada at that time. And it True. was not, not good for uh, Americans. We're seeing a lot of American players want to go to the States. Uh, number one example, of course, is Johnny Goudreau. And uh, Matthew Kachuk did the same thing as well. Um, so, yeah, that that's just, yeah, it's a good point there. It would be interesting to see how he would have tracked if uh, COVID did not happen, if the if the, 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 the Chinese flu did not make it onto these shores. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he must have had, like, other injury issues, too. Like, like, he hasn't... Last season, he played 74 games. That's his, like, career high. And also, it's also, like, the luck of the shooting percentage. Like, his one his shooting percentage, he had 29 goals, was 16%. Last year, 18 goals, he had 10%. His career pace is still 28 goals per 82 games. Like, that's not bad. It's just a matter of him staying healthy and making making use of that shot. But this guy was touted to be high, man. At one point, people were saying, "Fucking, he's gonna be better than Matthews and shit." Like, like this guy was supposed to be legit, you know. He still is. We shouldn't say supposed to be, like, but just to that next level, right? You know. Yeah, no, I feel that. He's got it in him. I love how uh, Talon's asking all these Vancouver questions. I love the the interest in this team. I didn't. Well, know no, it's, well, it's just it, like there's a lot of interesting things, man. Like honestly, when you look at them on paper, this there's a lot going on in Vancouver, right? So, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're the type of underdog you want to get in on now, and you want to get some <laughs> underdog fantasy as a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their fantasy pick'em game, you pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And make sure you check out SGP's free roll football contest. It's a free season-long NFL pick'em contest. $1,000 to first place, $500 for second place. And that doubles if you're a Patreon member. Plus, if a Patreon member wins the free roll football contest, they'll get the autographed full-size Sports Gunner Podcast helmet, which includes guests like Joe Theismann, Bill Romanowski, Pac-Man Jones, John Saley, Eric Metcalf, and LeGarrette Blunt. Sign-up link is in the SGPN app. Go to sportsgunnerpodcast.com slash Patreon to get in for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon pickups. Fucking love me some Pac-Man Jones, yo. <laughs> guys, I'm Pat McAfee now. He's absolutely hilarious. Um, all right. We're going to keep it moving. And you know what? We're talking about the fucking Canucks. Well, let's just head a little bit south and not too fucking far. We're moving down to our next team. We're going to talk about the old Seattle Kraken. Obviously, they had a pretty kick-ass breakout year last year, making playoffs, even going a little bit of a run. Uh, you can say catching people off guard. Some people will say not, but fuck yeah. Jolie, what do we got with uh, Seattle here? What's going on? Yeah, after a miserable inaugural season, nothing like the the Knights' inaugural season uh, when they made it to the fucking Cup Finals. The Kraken were, um, I think they finished seventh in the division. Um, anyway, 2022 is a lot different. Fourth in division, hundred points for this team, and they they actually uh, um, they actually played really well in their first season in the league. But they were outdone by bad shooting percentage and abysmal goaltending. Um, Drew Bauer was, was their big free agent signing, and he did not perform. But in 2022, goaltending is a lot better thanks to Drew Bauer finally finding his old form. And they had the best shooting percentage of the league by far, which led them comfortably making the playoffs for the first time. 
Uh, so yeah, this is a huge positive regression team. You know, the team underperforms in one aspect; uh, they'll overperform the next year. That, that's just the way it goes. It comes back to the norm, to the mean. Uh, Matty Demir just won the Calder Trophy, which is an excellent achievement for this young franchise, um, especially because he actually becomes their franchise number one center, which they needed with their lack of star power. Hopefully, uh, he can keep up the the form he showed last year. Jared McCann broke out with a 40-goal season. He's a big part of why they had such a great shooting percentage. Uh, and Vince Dunn suddenly showed that he can be a true number one D-man. I did not expect that, but he got paid for that as well. Um, they even found gold on the fucking waiver wire, bringing in Eli Tolvanen from the Preds, who immediately mm-hmm. turned into a different player in Seattle. Um, it wasn't just a great regular season, though. They took down the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, in the first round. Then pushed a great Dallas Stars team to seven games. Um, and I think they only lost the the last one uh, narrow, narrowly. And, but yeah, the Kraken were a team that showed you can move depth, coming at teams in waves, line after line. They really had four second lines. have been over this all through the playoffs last year, uh, which is massive in the playoffs when you want to spread the ice time around as much as possible without diminishing the talent in the ice. Um, it's a lot it's a lot better having a, a second line against a fourth line than it is, uh, you know, a first line against a second line kind of thing. Um, but yeah, considering where the Kraken were a couple of years ago, when Coach Haxtell was already under pressure, 2022 has to be considered a huge success and a building block uh, for them going forward. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a huge surprise. I think last season we expected the Kraken to kind of be slow again, but. But yeah, you, you said it. They have, they have they're incredibly deep. They they have they have four lines that they can just roll. That's going to continue into the next season. And like you said, Vince Dunn came out of nowhere. Uh, Adam Larson even kind of came out of nowhere to be more than just the guy that was traded for Taylor Hall. Um, goaltending was kind of their their downfall in the regular season, but they still managed to get uh, 100 points. Still had Philip Grubauer and Magic Hands Marty combined there. I think Martin Jones is gone, but still a Grubauer. So yeah, this is a team that's going to be growing together. They seem to have a, a good culture there. Seem to have you know a, a solid team. And Andre Burakovsky uh, was a, a piece that they they missed for the second half of last season. So if they bring bring him back as a second line guy, they're going to be even deeper. So yeah, the Kraken looks like they're going to be uh, pretty good. They were good last year, and they look to be uh, possibly even better next year, this year. Yeah, man. Like uh, you guys touched on a lot. This is a team that after their inaugural season, they were they were just in the pits, right? And everybody was like, "What the fuck? You know what's going on, Ron Francis? What are we doing here?" But you got to remember, this is a smart fucking hockey man, Ron Francis is. And uh, as a general manager, he put together a good team, and Dave Haxtell proved himself to be a one hell of a coach too, as well. So uh, it really comes as a big surprise, but. Um, yeah, you touched on the the goaltending tandem of Philip Grubauer and Magic Hands Martin Jones. They got it done last year. Um, obviously, like you said, Martin, or Martin Jones did move on from the team. Uh, but Vince Dunn, man, uh, Jolie touched on it too as a as a breakout number one defenseman. We saw it. We saw it a little bit with his time in Dallas. You know, he was he was good, but just to see him kind of get there. Or St. Louis, rather. Sorry, why did I say Dallas? Fuck. Uh, St. Louis, either way. Um, yeah, we saw it a little bit there, but to see him finally solidify himself, and sometimes it just proves all you need is that chance. Um, I like what uh, Ryan said, too, about Adam Larson. You know, he, he stepped into his own. This is a guy that, obviously, he has the offensive talent, but he was able to kind of put it together and just look good last year, man. And uh, you guys both touched on, too, just the depth that we saw from this team fucking just rolling four lines beating teams down, skating them into the ice, skating hard. Jared McCann with a 40-fucking-goal season is absolutely fantastic, too. That's former Leaf great Jared McCann, I would like to say, by the way. Um, but, yeah, but I, I, I liked... <laughs> it's I, like a like, week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
for a week, essentially. Uh, <laughs> I liked what he saw out of this team, though, man. Um, so yeah, here's to hoping they can kind of repeat it going forward in the next year, you know? For sure. As for their offseason grade, we'll give them a B. Uh, even though it was one of the quieter offseasons in the league, uh, despite having a lot of cap space, that's why we, we play a little bit of crack in uh, Futures, um, Division, Cup, whatever, because they did have a lot of cap space. We thought they'd be a little bit more active, but... I uh, made a mistake considering, um, you know, Ron, Fass, Ron Francis, where he comes from with the Hurricane School of Thought. They're not going to splash. They're going to continue building and just uh, take as many shots at the playoffs uh, at the Cup as, as you can without going all in like like a lot of other teams do. Um, plus, there it was a terrible free agency class. So uh, that was a bad thought there. But that, in, in general, that's something you want to look at. Teams that have a lot of cast base and ambitions um, uh, when you place those early future bets. But, yeah, uh, they, they, they still resigned Vince Dunn to a reasonable four-year deal, which takes him to age 30, his prime years. Uh, they also signed Brian Dumoulin, who uh, will likely be better for them in the playoffs than in the regular season, seeing as he fell off dramatically for the Pens last year. He showed his age a little bit, but uh, he's still a veteran D-man who will further solidify the, uh, the crack in depth. But, yeah, it, it's yeah, maybe it's a B-minus, considering they, they didn't really add too much. And, um, yeah, it, it's more of a um, uh, staying where they are. Yeah, I mean, they didn't do a lot, like you said. I do like that they brought in uh, Kyler Yamamoto. I feel like he mm-hmm. has some potential there that he didn't really realize in Edmonton. I mean, Daily Faceoff has him slotted in on the fourth line. You could easily see him moving up and down that lineup with some interchangeable pieces. Uh, yeah, Dumoulin's going to be a good a good veteran piece. And also something about uh, their last season, not only did the Kraken make, what, the Western Conference Final, but the uh, their AHL team, uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds or whatever, made the Calder Cup Final. What took that Oh, to seven, took that oh, to oh, I, I thought I thought that uh, Warren Markets didn't deserve uh, hockey teams, professional hockey teams, and that they, uh, they just can't have success there. What's that all about, Joel? They lost. They still lost. <laughs> I, I heard they were selling out their building though, which is pretty fucking sad. Yeah, they lost to uh, well, they probably Hershey sold Bears. more tickets, more tickets than the the Ducks last year. <laughs> it probably did. Yeah, that's what success can do. Like, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning; they were uh, a shitty fucking uh, fan experience for the longest time until they started winning. That's just mm. what winning does. Yeah, Before. and yeah, the the Kraken saw Cole Lind. He, he he came up and was pretty good for them. I think in the playoffs, he continued that. In the AHL playoffs, so they have these guys that can probably just come up and step in if there are any injuries. So yeah, it's going to be a decent offseason for them. Didn't really do too much. Didn't need to do too much, and they're going to just keep pushing forward this year. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, uh, this is a team that you look at on paper and you're like, yeah, nothing really jumps out at you, right? But I mean, fuck, if they're getting it done, they're getting it done. There's no way around it, you know. I mean, we, we talked about, you know, the the success that fucking Matty Beneers had in his rookie season, obviously winning the Calder. That's sweet to see us too. And keep in mind, you got fucking Shane Wright. Can Shane Wright crack the roster this year? You know, you, you'd like to think so. Well, believe it when I see it, I guess, kind of thing. But even Jordan Eberle had a good year last year as a 33-year-old. What did he pot? I think he wrapped about, like, fucking 20 goals or something like that. So that's okay. Um, the Kaylee Yamamoto aspect of it, right? And that's, that's such an interesting point, man. Like, it comes back down to it. Can, can smaller guys still be effective in the NHL? We proved that they could. But this guy, this kid's like five. I shouldn't say kid. But this guy's like 5'8", for fuck's sakes. And he had the best quote in his draft saying, you know, when he was talking interviewing with Edmonton, saying, if you don't draft me, I'll make you regret it for the rest of, you know, my career or whatever. Well, guess what? You played 244 games. You got 50 goals. So the Oilers fucking moved on from him pretty quick and understandably so. 
maybe sometimes you need a new change of pace, right? So if he gets a, he's going to have a full season here with Seattle, uh, maybe maybe he'll start up and get some offensive production. That's the type of player he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It comes down to what we said: depth, 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 depth. And if they can just roll these fucking lines and skate you into the ground, what's not to like, man? That Eli Tolvanen fucking waiver claim was absolutely fantastic. That's definitely a steal. Um, yeah, uh, the one thing that worries me, man, and they didn't really address it in the off season. I guess maybe, no, not really. It's, it's the goaltending, right? Like, can you go with Philip Grubauer, Chris Drieger, and Joey Decord? Like, is that good enough? Yeah, to me, no, but I would say the same thing about Philip Grubauer and fucking Martin Jones last year. And sure enough, they played well enough to get it done for them. But uh, I don't know, man. That, that worries me a little bit here. Joel, you know all about Philip Grubauer. Yes, this guy was instrumental in winning Washington a cup a couple years ago. Obviously, Holpe was a starter, but Grubauer fucking came together in the end of the season and won some series for that team. When he went to Colorado, definitely not that great. But that worries me a little bit, man, that they haven't really addressed that. But uh, I, I don't know. Like I just look at this team and I just say it's fine. And sometimes fine is good enough to go on a run, you know? Yeah. Uh, Krubauer, I think, uh, deserves a little bit more respect considering he just had one fucking miserable season. He wasn't that bad in Colorado. Um, and yeah, he, he just came back to the mean, I guess he, he was a lot better, uh, this season than he was in that uh, first season for the Kraken. So I think we could just chalk that up as an anomaly. I don't but know he's bonafide too. number one now. Like, the, who's behind yeah. him? Drieger and Decord. Now you're the guy. Like, him and Jones, they split the duties last year, right? Is now Drieger it's, back? It's he's listed. Think, yeah, Drieger's there. Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought he was, he was gone from the Kraken. Oh, 3.5. Uh, all right, well, Drieger was also awful in that, that first season, so uh, that, that does not give me... I'd rather have fucking Martin Jones than Chris Drieger, the way that he was playing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll move on here to our projection, 94.4 points, which is basically on line with market. And, uh, given the fact that the Kraken were the benefactors of a lot of good fortune last year, their uh, shooting percentage, career years from various players, group out, no longer being horrible, whatever. And the fact that this team are hardly different in terms of personnel than last season, it's tough to see them realistically having a better season this year. They would need all of those things to happen again, which is uh, simply unlikely. The best path to that outcome would probably be the emergence of Shane Wright, who didn't break out in the NHL last year, but played very well in the O and the AHL. So they'll be counting on him to make a significant leap this year and become a full-time player. If he can fill that uh, second center position and become a consistent contributor offensively, then we can see the team as a whole take another step forward. But again, they still need a lot of other things to go right. But uh, really, the Kraken don't need to go on and tear, win the division, whatever. They're not built like that. Not yet, anyway. They're built to withstand the attrition of the playoffs with so many bodies to throw at the opposition. Uh, we project that they'll be a bubble team fighting for a wildcard spot, but uh, we'll figure they'll sneak into the playoffs in the end, and then they'll be as dangerous as anyone. Nobody will want to play them after what they did to Colorado last year, uh, even though there was a bit of good fortune there. Um but yeah, I uh, don't really like the minus 150 to make the playoffs. Don't really like their points total. If you can find a better number, like um, even money, whatever, to make the playoffs, then that's fine. But uh, I wouldn't be laying any juice for the Kraken to, to do it. Yeah, I, I see the Kraken in another book, like minus 110, minus 113 to make the playoffs, to miss playoffs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that might be where you look at. But yeah, I mean, Talon, you brought it up first. Grubauer, like he, I don't think he can be the number one. I think he needs to be a split. And 
that's what he was in Colorado. That's what he was in Washington. Like he can't be the guy. He's going to get worn down. He needs someone to split with. And I don't know if Seattle has that backup there. I'm, I don't know who they can go out and possibly trade for. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Joel said it. this is a team built for the playoffs. I don't think they're necessarily going to win the division at, at nine to one or we'll get into that. But yeah, I guess make playoffs if you, if you can get even money, like Joel said. Or, yeah, they're, they're built for the playoffs, so look for them, uh, their cup odds. Now, realistically, there's a good chance Martin Jones, like a better than good chance, gets put on waivers. So if he doesn't go claimed until Seattle gets a chance to them, there's a there's a good chance that he's back with Seattle and they which, run him back. Which sad sack of a team signed Martin Jones? The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, he's walking on waivers. Exactly. So it's either him or Joseph Wool. One of them that they're going to have to put on waivers. So there's a good chance it'll be Martin Jones. If Seattle yeah, really ready. wants to run it back, they could. No, no. I, okay, I got a bolognese going on right now. We're about two hours <laughs> into a four-hour cook here. So my is that lovely girlfriend story? is. But no, it's not actually. But oh. my lovely girlfriend is uh, giving that a little spin. Thank you, thank you, dear. Uh, but yeah, there's a good chance that Jones could be back, and they could just run it back with the same two goalies they had last year. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see how that works. Out. <laughs> that doesn't inspire much confidence, though. It, it really doesn't, though. <laughs> um, okay, boys, we went in pretty deep with Vancouver there. It was a little bit longer and a hell of a breakdown for Seattle. Uh, we'll run through the odds pretty quickly here. Uh, point total ninety four point five to make the playoffs minus one fifty to miss the playoffs plus one twenty. Division odds a nine to one for Seattle and to win the cup thirty five to one. We touched on futures a little bit when it comes to the Kraken. Any of that jump out at you, or are we are we gonna steer clear a little bit? I think Ryan, what do you say? You can find them make the playoffs minus one ten or something. Yeah, around there. Uh, I don't I don't hate that uh, to win the cup thirty five to one. I think is is a good number, but I'm sure I'm sure Joel has has more on that. I took a shot at fifty to one, but I don't love it actually, uh, just because I expected a little bit more of an active off season. But again, that was just my mistake, not accounting for um, you know the the hurricane mode of, mode of thinking. True, true. Yeah, for myself, I don't know. If you get to make the playoffs at like minus one ten, I don't hate that. The minus one fifty we're seeing at our current book that we're that we're promoting, I I don't I don't necessarily love. Um, yeah, cup odds of thirty five to one. I don't love that in division. I don't think they have a fucking chance. So I don't know. Maybe the point total ninety four and a half. I guess, but even that's pretty high. So I I don't really love anything. Do we think Shane Wright like starts breaks breaks camp with the club? He has to no. Like, yeah. they they have good center depth, though. They have Beneers, Wenberg, Yanni Gord, and Bel- Belmar. Gord and Belmar are, are fantastic penalty killers. They're, like, they're, yeah. they're set Belmar's on the Belmar's like 40, isn't he? Like 38 he, or 40 or something? Uh, he, he can be Flyers legend. He can play till, till whenever he wants. I think it's, all about, that, it's all about upside, right? Right right has more upside than, uh, than those guys. So they have to take a shot. Like, they can't just be too conservative playing these, these older vets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd rather see Wright get a, a proper chance, a longer stint in the league than uh, than just uh, rely on known quantities. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I'm curious about one thing here. Just let me take a look. Because, like, Shane Wright, do you really want to leave him in the AHL for another fucking year, man? Like, that's that's my biggest thing. How old is he? He's fucking... Yeah, I guess he's still only 19, but still, it's like... I don't know. Sometimes you, sometimes your players got to play, you know? Like, you got to give them the chance. You got to let them make mistakes, you know? Yeah, I think he'll probably be like the the first call up if they need a spark or like an injury or something. He's uh he's thirty to one to win the Calder if if you're into that. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, uh, boys, anything else you want to add here on the Canucks or the Kraken before we wrap this boy up? Uh, do we think Haxtell has, has a chance for uh 
for Jack Adams or not after being a finalist? Haxtell? No. Yeah, no okay. way. He'd he'd have to uh, exceed what he did last year, and I just don't see that happening. He'd have to exceed it by by margin. Mm-hmm. They had to probably like win the division or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like unless the Kraken like pulled out like fucking a hundred and like sixteen points and win the division or some shit like that. That's pretty much it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. He he. What what's his price at? I, I haven't looked lately. Um, Do you see? Because uh, I think he was one of the to, favorites. Thirty to one. Oh, thirty to one. Okay, that's a little bit more higher than expected. Oh, I mean, we just heard Joey's voice. Yeah. He just went, oh. Because they're, they're 9 to 1 to win, to win the division. If you like that, take Axel. Yeah, I, I don't like him to win the division. I, anyway, I don't so love it either. It's uh, There's other shots to take that I would prefer. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. You can find all that information on the SGPN website. Uh, be sure to check out the articles. Ryan's pumping out articles all the fucking time. Everybody does such a kick ass job, so do sure to look at that. Do sure to look at that. That's definitely not a sentence, but whatever. <laughs> uh, listen to the other shows, man. Fuck yeah. We got all the sports coming out. We have baseball playoffs. We got fucking basketball. Soccer's doing its thing. Hockey's coming back, obviously. We got college football. We got NFL starting up. It's a great time to be a fucking sports fan, man. So you can be sure to listen to all the other shows. Uh, you can find all that at the SGPN website. Check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys do a fantastic job. Uh, and shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord, man. Fuck! Discord gets me fired up, dude. I absolutely love it. You know, it, it's just good shit. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a good time. We got some kick-ass people in there. You know, we even got a couple lurkers. And the lurkers, we still love you too, yo. But fucking shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. We mean it. We're so fucking stoked to be back for a third season. Boys, can you believe we're going into the third season? No, I can't. Isn't that time crazy? Time flies when you're old. Uh, time flies when you're boozing and just talking with our, our fucking dumbasses all the time. Um, anyway, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, uh, you're not making money, first of all. Second of all, uh, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Uh, what else? Uh, or you can reach out to the HGP Twitter account. They'll point you in the right direction as well. Or, you know what? You can reach out to Joel Meyer, and I'll tell you what. I guarantee you Joel Meyer hasn't been playing a lot of Starfield since it dropped a couple days ago, but I fucking have. And so you know what you can do? You can fucking call fucking me up on my big old spaceship in Starfield, baby. And I'll relay that message over to Joel Meyer, and he'll get back to me through my spaceship. And I'll get back to my spaceship to you, motherfucker. And we'll tell you how to get in the Discord. It's a team effort. Hell yeah. And uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Gamer Podcast and turn on auto-download to get these uh, team previews here. As soon as they are published, and leave us a five-star rating and review. Haven't got we've got one all off season, so hopefully we can get some more here as we ramp up into our third season. Yeah, fucking review us, yo. But be nice, like be nice. We take yeah. that shit to heart. Sometimes. We, we only want positive reviews. Nah, if you're gonna be negative, just don't be an asshole, right? Just yeah. be like, you know, uh, you can be a little bit better at this. You know, you don't gotta shoot for the jugular, but. Anyways, um, all right, right. My name is Tyler Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Jenkins ninety four. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me hoping that the humidity dies down in Flushing, New York, for the U.S. Open tonight. I'm tired of seeing all these fucking tennis players sweating their asses off. Uh, they, they go through like three, four shirts every match, four <laughs> shoes. <laughs> It's ridiculous <laughs> how much they're sweating. It, it's it's humid as fuck out there in uh, Ryan's part of the world. Yeah. Someone's going to die, Medvedev said. That's right. Good, good call. It is so hot. It's fucking, what is it? It's almost 8 p.m. here. It's fucking 29 degrees outside. Humid, humidity, I don't even know, but it's, it's fucked. Why is it so hot? We're in September. Fuck off. I don't know. 
All right, you know what? Even regardless of the heat, thanks for hanging out. Peace.